0: gotta love yourself before you ask anyone else to do that for you and I used to think that was such cliche bullshit but I know once again I learned viscerally that is the truth and I feel like it's one of those things where when you finally just honor yourself like I said that core center of who you are you can create magic in every part of your life
1: Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 podcast. Here we go.
2: Hello. Hello, everybody. Quiet on the set. (laughs) Quiet on the set here. We got the whole team in the The house. The
1: whole squad's here. (laughs) We've got a new team member. Kat. Kat. The best. She's our new intern. She's the best intern ever. Uh, uh. (laughs) Oh, She knows she knows we're recording and she knows not to speak right now, but she's smiling. We are so weird. We are weird. I torture them.
2: I torture everyone on the team. Don't I? It is it it is really exciting to have a new family like a yes. new member of the family. I know. Chloe's been here for every one of them. I know. You are our first family member, Chloe. I know. Ah, that is not go. true. <laughs> like I've seen a lot of people die. I know honestly. <laughs> she smokes a cigarette in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. She's
1: like, cat, let me tell you something. <laughs> Catch him after 9 lo- p.m. Yeah, honestly. The days are long and hard. <laughs> and I don't know if they're worth it, but I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> I know, honestly. We're already, yeah, but we are Holy so million excited to have Mm -hmm. her she's you're so she's so calm and present and just like they're just a joy to be around Mm -hmm. so smart yeah i you know what also i love she's you're not on your phone a lot i love Mm -hmm. that about you you're like really engaged with what you're doing and paying attention i'm not so (laughs) feels good to be around someone that is (laughs) makes it reminds me i'm like oh wow i should be more like her I think she's also probably trying to impress us. Exactly, I appreciate that. Exactly, I appreciate that. She like she's leaves nodding. the door and she's like, I know. Honestly, so yeah, honestly, choking. she's like, get me on my phone.
2: <laughs> oh no, it's so fun.
1: And I love that you've been dressing up to come to work because we look or like
2: maybe trash. we're. <laughs> I was like, maybe we just. You look nice today. Uh, I have not. I'm in my sweats mode. I'm like, I'm like rebelling this week a little bit. Heck yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, trying to, I'm we're rebelling. trying to take a little makeup break, a little getting ready break. I mean, mm-hmm. goodness
2: gracious. Great balls of fire. It's like... Yeah. With New York impending, I'm like, oh my God, it's fashion week next honestly, week. Honestly. <laughs>
1: honestly. Well, I'm trying to get all my Rent the Runway stuff. It's stressful. You guys know Sorry, we first do and love Rent the Runway. Um, They don't sponsor us, but... Uh, we've worked with them before. Almost thirty of code if you want two free months off, but we've been using that all the time, and, it's and it helps best. us just have fresh stuff in our closet when we want to mix it up, when we need something a little nicer,
2: and it's green. I just love that it's green. Yeah, what's nice too is you know if you're traveling a lot, you can actually change your location where you deliver it. Yeah. So like last... It didn't work out for me (laughs) because I fucked it up. But I meant to have it delivered in Chicago and I messed up the dates, I suppose. Um, But I was in communication with them and like they knew, you know, they were so sweet and and trying to make everything work and their customer service is really, really good. Yeah. They're really good. Yeah. They're kind, kind girls. And men probably. Every time I... (laughs) Girls that I've talked to. Oh, oh. And men. Yeah, true. <laughs> kind
1: girls that I've talked to and men. So what's new with you?
2: Uh, you started to say something.
1: Well, I was thinking that. I was like, every time I talk, it sounds like an ad spot. But oh, okay. anyways, yeah, So I was thinking that run the runway. I'm like, how do I say this to not sound like an yeah. ad?
2: Well, it's just not an ad. It's hey, I'll not. say it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, my nana's in town with her boyfriend, partner. I don't, it sounds weird to say like- How many uh, years? You know what freaks me out? It's been a long time and it feels like a year. It's been seven or eight years. Wow. Good for them. Because my papa passed away, I guess it was nine years this past July. Next year it'll be 10. So maybe maybe it's seven years. Yeah. I think they met two years after he passed. It's it's weird how much he kind of like looks like my grandfather too, which is funny. So she has a type. (laughs) But they have never been out to LA, never visited me or my sister in San Francisco. So they're doing a little California trip. And I was like nervous. I'm like, my, my, my Nana, whom I love very much is kind of high maintenance. And so coming to LA, I'm like, shit, like LA, I love it's my favorite place on earth, but it's not necessarily aesthetically pleasing everywhere you go. So I was literally like peeing my pants. I'm like, Oh god, like I just got to bring her to like pretty places. Honestly. <laughs> so she doesn't think I, think I know So she doesn't places. worry. And then you need to be in a tinted window Uber. You know what I mean? Yeah, cuz when you're driving through it's Yeah. So um her her partner, I don't know if I, his name's Dick. And um he he's a talker. And he he's really great at talking. And I love that about him and he's very funny and engaged. So, you know, I get him on the phone and they're not really the whole phone thing, like they think they're good at it, but they're not really good at it. It's fine. Like I'm very patient with it all. So he calls me, he's like, okay, so this is before they come. Okay, so, you know, what's, you know, what's the weather like in LA? You know, your your grandmother is like packing, um, you know, these button down sweaters and I'm not and sure shawls. if they're too heavy. I mean, the details, I was like, mm-hmm. hey, let me just give you the, yeah. like, I don't know, like your skin is probably thinner now that you're older. I don't know. Yeah. Like just yourself. Everything's cold. And he's like, so I, you know, I get a free rent a car with enterprise, but I'm thinking of taking, you know, I'm thinking of getting like a, a black car from the airport to the hotel. And then like renting a car when we need it, just whenever we, I was like, well, you can like probably Uber. He's like, what's Uber? Like it yeah. was, everything's kind of an explanation. Anyway, they get here. It's great. And last night I had dinner with them for the first time uh, in a while. And we get to where we need to go for drinks like this little rooftop bar before we go to dinner and Dick sits me down. He's like, so he's like, I just, you know, I need, I, I just want to understand and I'll wait for your, for your Nana to, to join the conversation here. Cause I know she wants to understand too. Like, so what are you, what are you doing out here? <laughs> what is this exactly you do? I know you, you have your own business and that it's very successful, but like exactly what are you doing? <laughs> I don't I was, know, sir. I was like- I wonder the same. Oh, he's like, so, he's like, oh, I, I wish I remember. He he thought I did something that cracked me up and it's oh, pain, It's it brings me pain that I don't remember. Radio show? I get that. No, that Radio was too, that is too too close to too what close. we do. Okay, it okay. was actually so far off left. Okay. It, it's as if he said like, so you make clothes. Yeah, honestly. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> just a little bit farther right. And- it was just so interesting like that piece of it where they ha- they just have no idea what we do. And we've talked yeah. about this on the pod, but then I had to explain it and I was just like explaining in a way that was so... I was like, so, you know, like in TV, when you have commercials, I was like, you can sell those for money mm-hmm. and we sell them for money. <laughs> and like, it was just like trying to get them to understand. And then I forgot, I mentioned my Nana's a little high maintenance. Man, their interaction as older people with weight staff, with younger weight staff, younger meaning just oh, like yeah, millennials or a little bit older, actually. It was, I was crawling out of my skin. Oh, bless. Actually, I was like, oh, okay. So the bartender asked, you know, oh, what do you, what would you like? My Nana, um, she likes a vodka tonic. So she's like, vodka tonic. And he's like, oh, what kind of vodka do you want? And she's like, kettle. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, oh, we don't have kettle. We have Grey Goose and Tito's. And she goes, titos uh, it's always i like, would never with have older tito's. people i've always felt like when i was serving that i was bothering
1: them oh my god i mean i felt like i was bothering them it was the wildest <laughs> like thing. i know you don't want to be here
2: but i don't know what else to do and she'll be like excuse me yeah excuse me and yep. i was like oh my God. i wonder what that is it's, she's been like that forever really yeah yeah and it's it's very interesting but i just like felt my sensitivity to like I was just—I was looking at every server and bartender in the yeah, eye, being the like, eyes. "Thank you so much." Yeah, I'm so sorry because she—it it was getting a little bit ridiculous. The bartender was doing everything wrong. Oh bless! And I was like, "Okay, got it." Anyway, I um, even feel
1: like with when I was working, you know, in the corporate in my corporate jobs, I didn't even know people didn't know what I was doing then, because it's uh, like yeah. you know, I was like management consulting. People are like, "Okay." but what do you do? I'm like, well, we give best practices and we da, you know, and they're like, okay. And then mm-hmm. I'm like in digital marketing, I'm like, oh, well, you know, like how you, opt, you know, optimize ad sales with like da. And it's like, even my friends, I'm like, I don't even know what anyone does. Totally. Especially and, with and like
2: all day. You're especially like, what it's actually do you do? And it's digital too. So like yeah. the fact that I like downloaded the podcast thing on his phone, I subscribed to her, I don't know why I did that. Cause I, I love you that, know. just get us. Um, but he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, so it's free. I was like, yes, sir. It is free like for what you to listen to. I, so I like, searched golf because he lo- all, all he does is just, he golfs. They're retired, which is awesome. But I was like, see, so you can search like your favorite things and you can listen to a podcast about it. And he's like, oh, okay. Okay, great. But yeah, it was sweet to see them. Yeah, I'm feeling a little depleted today. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> but it was really sweet to see them. That's I'm- true engaged conversation. You can't chill. Yeah, I can't chill. Can't chill. Um, that's
1: why I like having a friend or Justin there because I just kind of chill and let him talk,
2: like a buffer. Yeah, yeah. My brother was not helping me actually. Yeah. At well, all. when
1: you're with a sibling, you guys don't really care. It's both like it. You both are in the same position where you both should be talking. Yeah. But with your with someone that is a friend or a boyfriend, it's they'll feel really awkward like they're doing something wrong. So I kind of just like let myself chill, and then they try really
2: hard. to talk. Totally. I picture my grandfather just laughing at me oh, the whole time. Oh my God, I'm the worst. Because Dick is like such a talker. And I just feel like, like thinking about my grandfather who she was married to before, yeah. I was like, oh, you, you sent that down as like a, a funny annoyance because it is really, really interesting. Like they're very, very different. And my Nana will go, hey Dick, can you stop talking? No, well, she says <laughs> that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's hilarious. I love that. Yeah, she's very, very direct. So, what does he say? Like, okay. She, he just kind of laughs it off. So he calls her Suzette. That's not her name. <laughs> it's just constantly like kind of back and forth. But it's kind of cute to see like two older people, both of them have lost their, you know, mm-hmm. their um, significant others. So it is sweet. And I'm proud of both of them because that's hard. And I told them that last night, actually. I was like, I'm really proud of both of you. Like it, you know, it would be hard to continue without the person that you've spent most of your life with. So yeah. I'm just like really glad. That you guys took other. a chance and found love. Took a chance, baby. I love that. Yeah. So dinner number two tonight. With them? Luck. Where are you going? Yeah. Tasting Kitchen. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm going there Friday night. I actually don't really like it.
2: Oh, I like it. I couldn't find any other reservation. Um, I just like, I mean, if you're in the mood for pasta there. Yeah. That's where you go. Yeah. And bread. But yeah, so that that is that. I, I got my family fixed. We're going to see my family at the end of October and beginning of October. So that'll be like a, a simsic month. I know. We got a lot of family
1: time. <laughs> I love it. You've been doing good about seeing your family and stuff. I think this year you guys went on a trip. Yeah. Yeah. If have yeah. come. You guys are doing Palm Springs. Yeah.
2: I'm, I'm making them like come out here more which is nice. Yeah. It'll be fun. So yeah, tour at the end of October. Um, we will be in Washington, D.C. and Philly. Yeah. Come, which is... So they- It's going to be a packed house. It's going to be packing heat. Packing heat. (laughs) So the
1: DC event is with Heidi Stevens. Mm -hmm. She is a female-focused, feminine-aligned life coach, but I have found so much value from doing events with her. We did an event with her in LA with 40 women at her house and it was so impactful. Mm -hmm. It was so just like we got really down to the nitty-gritty actionable points so i'm really excited about that one in dc i think that's a perfect environment so um that one's going to be awesome and then philly is just us just us we have a really good format for the way that we're doing our live events now that i feel really confident about mm-hmm. and i'm really excited by that we kind of honed in on at the end of our uh midwest part of our
2: tour so yeah expect good times Good times and magic. Good times and magic. Can't wait to see you. You can find out more information, almost30podcast.com slash tour. Um, today, I'm I'm pumped. I, I love me some Natalia Benson. She's just such an angel. Um, Natalia Benson is a friend of ours. She is an astrologist. Uh, she was actually at our retreat. Yeah. Which was, she did a full
1: astrology session and it was really great the way that she structured it, but we had all the girls with their charts. And we kind of went through all of the different houses, all of the different nodes, all of the, the, the different aspects of your chart and what they mean.
2: Yeah. And I love that she's used her passion for and gifts within, you know, astrology to really expand what she does for women. So it's not just reading people's charts. She's also uh, a coach. So she really encourages women within her coaching to honor their natal charts, feminine energy and inherit wisdom uh, while keeping it really light, relatable and inspiring. She's funny. She's light. Like sometimes I feel like if you think about having a coach, it feels very, very serious. Yeah. And while the work that you will do is very profound and impactful, I Do think Natalia just has this way about her that makes it very relatable um, and and something that you can do with ease? Yeah,
1: we also had I had an interview with her on her podcast that we shared on this show, so you can hear our conversation. Together, if you search Natalia Benson almost thirty, um, that was more about love and relationships because uh, she just got into a relationship that she's really proud of. Yeah. Um, during this conversation, we talk a lot about her transition to what she's doing now, how she went from you know just living her life here in LA feeling really low to being a astrological expert mm. and having her own coaching business. We also talk a little bit about astrology, but it's more so about her career path and some things that she's really
2: excited about and into right now. Yeah. So you can go to nataliabenson.com. She has free content. So there's courses and playlists and meditations and then more information about her coaching. And then of course her podcast, the Natalia Benson Podcast, which I really love. I'm gonna seriously ask her for her photographer right now. Yeah,
1: it's her branding insane. and aesthetic is so money. It's so money. I love too what you're talking about with her with money, how she's like yeah,
2: not ashamed about it. Shameless, which is the best. It's awesome. It's really, really awesome because, and, and also empowering people to like spend money how they want to spend it. Some yeah. people have shame around like getting that Gucci purse. It's like, hey, if that Gucci purse makes you feel like the queen that you are, get mm-hmm. the Gucci purse, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Anywho, uh, thank you for listening. We love you. We hope you enjoy this one. If this episode resonates with you and you think it will resonate with other people, share it. That means so much to us. That's how we've grown. And if you're called to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, we thank you so, so much. We love you so much.
1: Love you. Bye. I was actually, that's been like one of my things since my silent retreat is like embracing my pitta more to look in the distance, to balance my fire, to look at the sky. So in order to balance Pitta, it's really good to look at the blue, look at the sky, look at the clouds so that you can like pull in that air quality.
0: Well, that's why you have me here because I am as Vata as they come. Really? really? I am so Vata. Like recently, I've actually been tapping into that more of just like, I do this meditation um, from my, my teacher, Jai Dev. Such a, he's the best. Kundalini practice. It's a Vata balancing wow. meditation. Mm. It is a... Game changer. Really, I feel so much clearer because the thing with Vata is like you can just get so elated. Like Sky is like I don't drink caffeine anymore. I don't drink alcohol. Like nothing. I have to have grounding meals. Yeah. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm just like I, life gets so overwhelming.
2: Wow. Ayurveda is amazing. It's amazing. What's well, yours, Lynn? I'm kind of a combo. I think you're. Yeah. I'm pitta, like, but also like I have some vata in me. Yes. It just it kind of depends. Yeah. I've, I'm less pitta, I think like post soul cycle. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just like, what? no.
1: No, I was just laughing like, because I didn't know what you're going to say, post something, post oh. baby. Post-partum. I, was like, I was like, post baby, postpartum. I was like, post menopause. <laughs> like what it, What could kind I of post? No, but I agree with you. Oh, I was actually, I was thinking about that That's when fire. I was- digging into Ayurveda, I was thinking about you and I was like, yeah, I think that exactly like your Vata personality traits mm-hmm. and then more Pitta physical traits. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's like a nice combo going over there. Oh yeah, for sure. Both of oh, them. Oh yeah. <laughs> what about me? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I'm pretty much, pretty much all Pitta to be you honest. Are so fire, but it's mm-hmm. amazing because your chart. Which I've, you know, obviously explored with you, is like so water earth.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's really interesting. I know. I was thinking, trying to think of what Justin is. I think he's Vata. He's probably like Kaphic. I is thought he, so too, but he's, he's like oh. thin. Really, like his body and yeah. frame is like he's not thin, but like he's naturally very thin.
0: Is he like okay? So one like random day eating like Mexican food in Palm Springs with my boyfriend. I was like, let's look at your dosha. He's like, my what? I was like, your dosha. Because he knows I like just love doing the internet tests with him Mm -hmm. on like everything. So we're sitting there and I was like, I could answer this for you, which was hilarious because he is just the most even keeled, chill, Mm. like. It, which is nice because like I'm so air and quite fiery but yeah. like in the dosha very, very air very like little all over the place in a good way I like to think and he's just constant. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes. same. Oh shit, I think my... Same
1: with Justin. It's
0: okay. Oh, sorry. Let me
1: grab my <laughs> phone out of my Gucci bag. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, everyone. My, my phone is ringing, and my Gucci my bag.
0: Good vibe. Uh, oh, I've
1: love. Ever, so her phone just rang, and it's an alarm that says "Love always stays. Life is beautiful. I fucking got this."
0: At two twenty two. Obsessed with so that. So 11, 11, 2.22, two four forty four. That goes off, and then I just say one more time. I say one time every day. Like life is beautiful. I fucking got this. Mm. Love always stays. Remember how we were talking about Tony Robbins? How I went to? Walmart yeah, I was just thinking then? about him and. The first time I went to UPW Unleashed Power Within in LA, this were the new belief systems that came through for me just around some stuff I'd been just working to like let go of for like, I don't know, maybe 50 lifetimes. I'm not sure, a long time, kind of weighing down the old proverbial soul. And this is what came through. And so I got the idea from Game Changers. Oh, nice. do like something just to like set your mind right every, yeah. every day. You got to work on that shit. You know what
1: I mean? I love that.
2: You know I what's weird
1: that. is I've been waking up every morning at 6.16 for the past five days in a row.
2: Mm. Isn't that weird? Mm. Literally mm. You does your body 16? know that you don't know.
1: I know. That's so And in my dream last night, I was sleeping. <laughs> wow. Literally in my dream, I was like sleeping on a couch and it's I was exciting. like, I need to sleep more. <laughs> Isn't that
0: hilarious? But so you should look up so six sixteen. So that's six and six twelve, and then the 13. one thirteen. Yeah. I know I was thinking or four thirteen mm. and four. I was trying to think of what that would be
1: related to, but anyways. Um, I want to talk about so there's so much I want to talk about related to, you know, your path and your journey. Um you know as far as it relates to manifesting your your boyfriend your man mm-hmm. and then stepping into your spirituality and your power as it relates to your spirituality I think it's been so beautiful and you serve as such an example for women that are spiritual beings that, but don't really step into that as an identity for them. I think you've done such a beautiful job with that and cultivating the community in it. And really you're someone for me that lifts other women up in such a beautiful way. You make people feel so very comfortable, which is very special and it's very genuine. And we love that about you. And then also want to talk about languaging. I know we
2: touched on that at the retreat, but I think that would be, you know, something beautiful to touch on too. Yeah. I, I was away this weekend by myself and I was actually, I knew your interview was coming up, but I kind of detached from the calendar, mm-hmm. but I was listening to you a lot, not realizing that it was on, on Monday. I, I love, but it was, it's just so good. And, and yeah, I just, there's something about your um, ability to live in confidence mm-hmm. that is also very soft and open. You know, cause I think sometimes people think like I have to be confident. I have to be, it, it is more masculine. And I yeah. just like, I really vibe with it and it makes sense to like my soul. I'm not, I don't know if I'm on my way there and it, it really serves as kind of like a, um, an example that I can step into, wow. you know? But I just making
0: me emotional. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Beautiful to feel so seen. Mm. Thank you so much. Were you always that confident, or how did you get that ability
1: to be confident in the way? And I think one of the posts that we were just looking at was your post about, you know, your Gucci stuff Mm -hmm. and like being confident in owning your ability and ownership around having money and having Mm -hmm. income and not being shameful of the things that you purchased or bought.
2: Yeah.
0: And and being able to tie, I think I made like a little joke where I was like, do you think that materialism is not spiritual because soul is in everything? And that's a way that I really look at things like if the universe or God or whatever name you like to utilize is in everything and this experience that we're having is just a dance with existence, then why shame or judge really anything and that's a big fucking topic but especially with you know i like being kind of outside the realm of what people expect me to be not because i want to be rebellious maybe a little bit but because i want to test you of being like wait you can embody whatever the fuck you want come from your heart be kind be respectful but like you get to embody what you want And we're so blessed to even be able to say something like that in this world. And I take that very seriously, for lack of a better word. I wanna teach women, guide women, like to embody the unique expression of them, whether that's Gucci, whether that's fucking Patagonia. Like, I don't care. Like, if you love yourself and you're willing to just own the nuances of who you are, you're unstoppable and you get to define power. On your own terms, and that's you know I never thought it's funny actually because right before I came here I'm editing my book and it's not very long it's very all over the, the editor was like so do you want a storyline I was like
2: um, <laughs>
0: first timer over here <laughs> uh, thanks he's and- like is this the whole thing or <laughs> <laughs> she's like hmm um, she's been very patient with me oh. and. But it's cool because it's, it's beautiful for me to get to share my story. And I don't share my story because it's more important than anyone else's story or frankly, that it's even important. I think it has importance because I want to illustrate that you can carve a niche by just owning you. Don't don't look to the world to define your identity. I think you'll always be a little bit let down or maybe even massively let down. But if you can just listen, this is what I've done. I've just listened to something really small within myself, like this tiny little voice that's been there my whole life that was like, this is who you are. This is who you are. This is who you are. Keep fucking going. Keep listening and keep going. Mm -hmm. And I've just continually listened to that and taken action to like let this woman unfold and let her express who she is. And not for the sake of like, look at me, but like, Let's rise together. Let's fucking have fun. Like, I used to take myself so seriously. Like, you asked if I was always confident. Absolutely not. Like, I think I've always had a bit of an air of confidence, but really a lot of deep self loathing, deep, is- just deep issues, just being human, you know? I've had to teach myself confidence and not confidence that just looks like I'm confident, but like confidence that's like from my core. Like, I fucking love myself. I trust myself. I know I can make it through anything. I own who I am. Let's fucking go. That is, that's been my journey. And that's what I teach. Like, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Everything that I've, that I've quote unquote accomplished so far has just been from that. Core principle, like, can I own me and love me through and through? And it's still a practice. I'm not definitely not perfect at it, but it's awesome to see how much we can grow when we choose to grow and we choose something bigger than our own fucking bullshit. And I've always done my best to choose
2: something bigger than my own bullshit. It's been quite a practice. What was the turning point? With that, like, oh kind of, what was the moment, or the Natalie before, and then that moment that you decided to choose, choose yourself, and choose that that confidence, and to step into that, because I think sometimes it's hard for people to really wrap their head around what that would feel like and look like. So, were there things that you did or mantras that you had?
0: Definitely. I mean, and first, it's totally okay, Lindsay, because someone this morning called me Natasha, but it's Natalia. Didn't I say that? I said Natalia. Natalie. It's
2: okay. <laughs> what did oh I said that? Don't Natalie. even worry. Oh, I did? Okay. Weird. But, but everyone calls me. But I know it's Nat- Natalia. That's so weird. Don't worry. I called. Sorry. I have this
0: amazing woman doing Pinterest SEO for me. And we had a meeting last week and I was like, so Katie, her name is Kate. And I was like, I know your fucking name's
1: Kate.
0: She's like, I was like Anyways, yeah. God bless. (laughs) You're like, anyways, um, babe. (laughs) babes. So no, so the turning point, babe, is like, I say babe all the time too, by by the way. way. (laughs) You know, if you didn't notice already. Um, There were many turning points for sure. I don't feel like there's even one specific. I mean, at the beginning of my 20s, I really, really struggled with just self-loathing and like, why am I even on this planet? Like, I was just like, what? I'm supposed to just work a nine to five, get health insurance and like find someone to marry me. That sounds fucking really lame. So I was really struggled with addiction and drug addiction and I was partying so hard and just seeking truth. Were you in LA? Oh yeah. Okay. I like moved here and I was from Arizona. Like if you partied in high school, at least in my era, it was like you weren't, it wasn't like that cool. So me and my friends, we were just like involved in like extracurriculars and I was a dancer my whole life. So it's just, there was no room. And then you move to LA and you have debilitating, low, debilitatingly low self-esteem. Like that's where it all began. It was just yeah. like that kind of dark period is really what led me to my spiritual practice, which that's a time old tale, right? It's like you kind of go into that Dark extreme. And from that, you can birth something really light. And I feel like, you know, moving through my 20s, starting to do like Kundalini yoga, learning, I taught myself meditation at first. Like I just would literally sit in my little Hollywood apartment on Ivar and just like, med- I don't even know. I just would sit there and like stare at the space. The eyes closed, stare at the space between my forehead, hold some crystals. I didn't even really know what crystals were then. And I just tested my consciousness and I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew that I was so miserable that I had to find some tools to keep me around. Like I just knew I had to find some, some better tools than like cocaine and like drinking with my friends every night. So that was probably step one. And then later in my 20s and just moving with the spiritual stuff. I feel like honestly, another massive turning point I had this year was just this year. No, it was last year. I've had so fucking many. I don't even know which ones to pinpoint. Last year, have you ever done EFT tapping?
2: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't done tapping, no. Oh, it's so cool. I feel that like you I've would heard. Love, like we What's your sign again? Um, Virgo sun. Nice. Gemini moon. You guys know you're the balance of opposites. Mm That's so amazing. I I love
0: it. Okay. We'll talk about that later. Last fall, I learned EFT tapping from my amazing friend, Gala Darling. I actually, we weren't even friends then, but I'd been following her for like six years and randomly ordered her book, Radical Self Love. I was praying to the universe, like, cuz i was doing well last year like in terms of like my business i quit my 9 to 5 i totally stepped into like being a full time coach full time astrologer what the fuck ever my job title was and just going for it but then i started feeling as i was stepping into my power i then had all this emotional stuff that i still had to heal and so i asked the universe like Give me a sign. And it came in the form of this book, like you should try EFT tapping. And without spending too much time on it, that was like the final comb through of my bullshit was just three sessions with Gala. Yeah. She helped me get rid of, or EFT, she and EFT tapping, the practice, like helped me get rid of a. 15-year emotional anxiety issue that I had that I always utilized to kind of self-sabotage my progress. And I was like, I have got to figure out what this is. Like, how am I going to really build something powerful if I keep catching myself on like this emotional snag, you know, three fucking sessions. Can you talk about what EFT tapping is? So from what I understand EFT, and I've learned all of this from Gala and also Brad Yates on YouTube, but basically it's like, you tap on these major meridian points in the body and as you tap and you first you affirm the problem and by affirming the problem you're acknowledging it cuz to change anything you've got to acknowledge it it's like you can't really brush over it and then expect it just to like move itself like you got to just first acknowledge it like hey even though i have this crippling emotional anxiety i still deeply love accept and forgive myself and that's always like kind of the beginning phase. Mm-hmm. And then you tap on these major meridian points. And I don't know what the fuck. The first time I did this session with her, I remember leaving, taking a four and a half hour nap, and then going and get getting my ears pierced. I felt like <laughs> I was I felt like I was high on acid. Like I was just like, I remember texting Gala and I was like, did you dose me? Or like I felt so really elated. And she was like, Natalia this is what your life is going to feel like without your emotional anxiety. Oof. And I was like, oh, and then I went, had to go to the dentist the next day. And I was You're still like, no, fucking-
2: no Novocaine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> still high. And then my dentist was like super woo-woo. So we were just tripping out. I was like, is this my new life? I was like, what is going on? Wow. And then everything fucking changed after that. And then this year I went to Tony Robbins and that also was just, okay, okay, let's go. All right. Elevator up, penthouse, fucking own your shit. Let's go. And that was literally me.
1: So yeah, I'm always a work in progress. EFT is emotional freedom technique, which is a form of counseling intervention that draws on various theories of alternative medicine, including acupuncture, neuro-linguistic programming, energy medicine, and thought field therapy. Yeah, they have various classes too. You can like do it together or you can
0: do it with someone. And I think you can also learn about how to do it online. You can. Mm. It is so fun. And like, Gala does this weekly tapping called High Vibe Honey. I love it. She does it on Sundays. It's like 11 to 20 minutes. It's like some weeks it'll be on success. Like, some weeks it'll be on just like overcoming your blocks or like love stuff or like mm. whatever. That's why I love tapping. Like, I mean, look, I'm even though I'm very mystical, I'm quite a woo woo gal, I am very proof in the pudding. Like, I'm just like, look. You, I've got to experience it viscerally. Like it's, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm one of those people that just kind of is like, oh yeah, you say it's great, then it's great. Like I want to really experience it for myself, especially before I'm going to share it or teach it. in my work. And I was so blown away by the shifts I experienced in EFT tapping that I literally watched. I was like religiously watching fucking documentaries on it for weeks after. I was like, how can this be so... You know what I mean? Like, It was just amazing. So I feel like... And the reason I bring that up, babe, is because that to me was like... Literally right after that, And I created so much more spaciousness in my mind, in my emotional body. I moved out of my apartment. I had lived there for seven and a half years. I moved to a brand new apartment in downtown LA, which is where I live now. I got rid of everything. Oh. If it was not a fuck yes, I'm taking this with me to my new life. It was a fuck no, and I did rounds and rounds of thank god for TaskRabbit. love them so much. God bless you TaskRabbit. Um mm. <laughs> they literally came to my house twice a week getting rid of my shit. Wow. Like it was so, Did they donate it or? Uh, yeah, just yeah, yeah. just to Goodwill. I yeah, live yeah. down the street from a Goodwill, yeah, but yeah. I was like I'm there's no way I'm going to get all of this out of here wow. by myself. I feel like energetically that was me getting rid of all this old shit. Wow. You know what I mean? It was just like, it was just time. And then when I moved to my new place, my neighbor, before I was moving, she looked at me and she goes, you're going to meet the love of your life in your new place. And I was like, you know what? I don't think you're wrong. I think you're very right because I made space for him. Yeah, Like I really made space for a
2: whole other level of my life too. I'd love yeah I'd love inspire. to talk about like the just your self-worth and how that correlates to calling someone in because yeah, I think everything. sometimes we fall into the pattern or trap of not yeah. of kind of putting that part of that on them yeah. whoever they oh, are yeah. coming in where you're like well when I have someone then I'll be able to xyz or whatever it is yeah. but totally. the energetics behind really being so good with yourself and feeling that empowerment and then being able to attract what you want instead of attracting that low Mm self-worth, someone who might not be ready for a relationship, who doesn't think very much of themselves. And then you're dealing with the same thing over and over. Exactly. You
0: know, it's funny because so Mick was just staying with me for like the last two weeks. We don't live in the same city. He's in the desert and I'm out here. And last night, when we got back, we went to business mastery for Tony Robbins. And when we got back, we've both—I think—we worked for like three and a half weeks straight. We've just been on fire. And he was like, "Babe," he's like, or actually, no, no, switching around. Somebody messaged me and was like, "Would you and Mick do like an episode together?" And I was like, "Sure." So I and I asked him. I was like, "Would you be down to do that?" And he's like, "Yeah." So last night we just sat with my little mic and we just chatted and we just talked about how we met and the energetic states we were both in. And we talked so much about this, like about being in that space where like you love yourself and you're also totally surrendered. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. That was the space we were both in. And it wasn't like, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Wink, wink universe, send them on over. It was like, no, like if it doesn't happen. I'm going to be... Okay. And the truth is is it's always going to fucking happen, but you got to surrender. And so touching on the self-worth portion, we talked about that last night as like the highest thing, like you got to love yourself before you ask anyone else to do that for you. And I used to think that was such cliché bullshit, but I know once again I learned viscerally that is the truth. And I feel like it's one of those things where when you finally just honor yourself like I said that core center of who you are you can create magic in every part of your life. But it's it can be a journey to get there. It took me such a long time. Mick is the first incredible relationship I've ever had in my life and I'm 32. I met him couple months for my 32nd. Like It's just like it took me a little while. I don't think it has to take everyone that long. But looking back at it, it's just like there is a journey to really owning your worth and your power and looking in the mirror first thing in the morning, no makeup, fucking cowlick on your head and smelly armpits and whatever and being like, I (laughs) fucking love you no matter what. And that's what I started doing. Like Mick looks at me and loves me the way I love myself, which is unconditionally. Like even when I fuck up, even when I'm doing whatever, I still love myself wholeheartedly. And I really have a conversation with myself and Mick mirrors that conversation. The only time I feel like we run into potholes is when I'm asking him, to do something for me that I'm not willing to do for myself.
1: Mm, what's an example? Like, Definitely I, probably have done
0: that. I just want to know example. i example. I feel like honestly, it's, let me think of a goodie. I don't know. I feel like just in a moment when I'm low, mm. like when I'm like frustrated or upset about something and I want him to make me feel better. Yeah, I feel that. When... Oh, obviously it's okay to be vulnerable mm-hmm. but like i feel like when there is such power and just being like okay because tbh a lot of the things that i get really worked about are not a big deal at all yeah i can handle it and i feel like being in such a healthy relationship like he's actually reflected that to me of like baby you got it like you got it. Take care of yourself. I'm always here for you when you absolutely want me, need me. But like you're a powerful woman. Like you, you got this. And I don't know if that's the best example. I'm like mm-hmm. a very visual person. So like mm-hmm. if it's not right in front of me on like a list of things yeah. that I can pull from, I'm like, um yeah <laughs> same way.
1: No, that makes sense. I mean, even with Justin, it's like We'll have beef when like, I'm expecting him to do something that I'm not doing. Exactly. You know, where I'm expecting, I'm like, why are you being vulnerable with me? Why aren't you being loving with me? Why aren't you being, you know, whatever with me, like a neediness?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's not doing that for me, but I'm not leading by example and doing that for him.
0: Exactly.
1: You know, and, and like... And are you giving that to yourself? Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to even ask you if you can think of something specific too, because it's it's almost like hard to put your finger on, but it's like more just the principle of like, I feel like great relationships unfold when like you at least know how to take self-accountability. 100. I feel like a great life unfolds when you know how to take self-accountability.
2: Oh yeah, I feel like your the, life starts when you take accountability, dude. Everything. Literally. And especially if you want to attract someone who Is accountable for themselves. You know what I mean? It's like a very, it's a mirror throughout the whole Mm -hmm. process of manifesting, of growing the relationship, of maintaining and evolving in the relationship. It's always this mirror. Yeah. And yeah, I just think it's, it's so interesting. And, and what was, so when, when you called him in, did you, Make a list? Like, Mm -hmm. what was that process like? Or was it just like a a knowing that, you know, you had done all the work for yourself and on yourself and just being open?
0: I love that. Well, last summer, I remember I was like, quote unquote, LA dating, which means you're not dating that person at all. Like, who knows what it even (laughs) is? I thought we were maybe dating. I'm not sure what we were doing. And I during that experience, I was just so disappointed so often because this person just was not showing up. Like they just didn't care about me. Mm -hmm. I didn't care about me either. I was just kind of like, I didn't care about me in that heart respect. Like I wasn't like, this is what I require. This is what I would deserve. I hadn't learned that lesson yet. And so last summer, I was like getting to the pinnacle of my getting over how I'd been conducting myself for like 10 years and I just remember like I would be driving in the car and I'd, I've i always really connected to that whole idea in manifestation that you've got to embody the energy that you want to call in to be a vibrational match. It takes practice. Like Mick and I just watched The Secret last night and we were laughing so hard because we we're like, remember when you first watched The Secret and you're like, <laughs> what in <is> Sam <laughs> what is this? <laughs> but I I it was so cool to watch it last night because I was like, oh, this all makes this yeah. is just what we do all the time. This is so cool. Like it used to be so hard, and so anyways, last summer I remember driving and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna call my fake boyfriend on the phone, but not call anybody. I'm just gonna call the universe and just get myself in this state of mm. this is how I want to feel with my relationship. And so I would like, you know, because that's the best thing about your fucking car. Nobody knows yeah. that. You're not talking to someone. It's the damn truth. So I'd go like, uh, you know, press the button, like, hey, babe, like blah, blah, blah. And just have this conversation the way I wanted to be spoken to, the way I wanted to speak to someone, the way I wanted to love someone. And I remember I'd be like, okay, bye, babe, love you so much and hang up. And I just remember it still gives me that feeling in my heart where I was like, that feels so good. Yeah. I love that so much. And I would do that wow. all mm-hmm. the time. And then when I moved to downtown- You'd be like, God
1: damn it. Got to get groceries again. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> You'd be like, all right. Yeah, I got it. Okay.
0: <laughs> You're like fighting
1: with your invisible so, boyfriend. So excited
0: <laughs> to fight with someone. Cool, yeah, literally. You know? Doesn't talk back. It's like this great situation. <laughs> um, but I just, I just remember feeling that feeling of like, this person is loving and like, it's just fucking rad. Like I don't know how to describe it other than like my cute surfer lingo. I lived in San Diego for like forever. So I use, still use my surfer terms. But anyhow, let me see here. And then moving forward, when I moved to my place in downtown, I was like, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. Like I'm ready. And as soon as I moved there, I got on some dating apps just to show the universe. Like I'm serious, even though a dating app even though sorry that's not very nice but I hated them I, and I don't like to use that word it's a very strong word but I what is it could about because I agree but here's but the what thing. is it about it I can't put my finger on it I met Mick through a dating I app know. so here's the irony but here's the thing. I feel like like Tinder was just a no fucking go for me. It felt, I think I'm also so empathic that I can feel things so strongly. And wow. Tinder to me just felt really not like the place for me. I was on Raya for forever. Never met anyone that I truly connected with. I made a lot of friends and a lot of like heartbreaks, but definitely nothing ever that felt really powerful. Um, what? And then I was on Bumble for a bit, did not like Bumble. I was just like, just once again, I just didn't feel like I was meeting people where they met me and I could meet them and really be myself. And so I thought like, but I thought, you know what, I'm just going to download these apps because I want to show the universe that I'm taking a step towards it so it can take a big step towards me and just take those little tiny actions. And then I started dating like quite a bit moving into the winter and I got really serious about dating. Like I was just like, I'm not sleeping with anyone right now. I was like, I am not. I had very strong non-negotiables. Like if you say you're going to do something and then you don't do it, you're you're out of the running. Like for me the accountability Mm -hmm. with like what you say to what you do. I want that in my partner for life. So if you're not doing that date one, date two, week one, week two, week three, you're out. Like I have, I don't have any space. So I started dating very seriously, like just being like, I'm ready. This is what I want. And I remember on New Year's Eve, this was like the cap off. I went to a New Year's party at Soho house and I remember being there and like, I had a bit of fun. I actually was with Gala and I remember moving around that place and being like, I am never going to meet anyone ever. Like I felt mm. so alone and it was New Year's Eve. Like you're supposed to have fun and things like that. But when you're a mystic like me endorsed. and you just are so sensitive, yeah. I was yeah. just like, I just felt this yeah, I would have been home.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, and I did. I'm oh my God. SpongeBob.
2: <laughs> watching SpongeBob.
0: What? Watching SpongeBob. That's what I wanted. <laughs> I was like, let's just watch some SpongeBob um, or mystical documentaries, which mm-hmm. is usually my jam. But that was the night I remember I was talking to Gall on the way home and I was just like, I'm so done with all of this and I'm pretty positive I'm never going to meet anyone. And she was like, she's like, maybe this is just like what the universe wants for you right now and you just have to trust. And then I met Mick five days later. So, and I really surrendered like I really, that night, New Year's Eve, I just let go. I was like, I'm so exhausted by this process. I'm so exhausted by the guys that I meet here. Mm, I was like, I'm yeah. just done, you know? And there you have it. Yeah, wow. there is something to the letting go, for sure. Yeah. I ended up teaching. I put out a course called Manifested, kind of like a funny play on words, like man ifested And the very last module, I'm like, Surrender. And I'm I'm like, here's a step by step on how to surrender since no one tells you how to do it. But surrender is the key part of the process. You gotta let go. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Such a journey.
2: And and the like there is like a fight for it when, like you said, maybe it's not exactly the right time. Like when you were you know, in the winter and the fall, like when you were dating and you were on the apps, it's like you're sending a message, but it's just not quite the right time. And then you be, at least from my experience, it's like you become a little bit resentful of the process Mm -hmm. and then the choice to just let go and open. Mm -hmm. That was exactly what it was. It was like,
0: it's everyone's journey so unique. All I can say is like, you know, when I met Mick, I was fully ready. Like I loved, even though I was having not the best dating luck, so to speak, I still felt powerful. I still loved myself. I didn't let any, I stopped yeah. letting any of that define me. So then by the time I met him, we talked about this last night, but like I had already defined myself and valued, put myself at a high worth from, the, from a space of love and respect. And he did the same he was the same energetic match for me. And then it just flows. It was just like, we talked a lot about that. I mean, gosh, Krista, when I interviewed you, Mick and I were just mm-hmm. starting to be together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was beautiful.
1: And I just, you know, it just sucks. Cause like I have, it doesn't suck, but it just, I have so much compassion for people, you know, like that are dating. Cause it's like, it's so easy to be from our end where you're in a happy relationship. That's loving and be like, I loved myself. You know, I got this because I love myself. But like, how do you fucking know you love yourself? You know, like some days I'm like, damn, I love myself. And some days I'm like, damn, you're a piece of shit. You know, like I I agree with you, but it's like so much easier from the end to be like, I don't know. It's just hard because the person that you are with makes you love yourself even more and reminds you so much more of Absolutely. like of your worth. And I, I recognize that. And you definitely can't have someone love you if you don't love yourself. But there is such a perspective that shifts when you are in a healthy relationship.
0: Absolutely. I and, know. And when I say any of that, what I mean is that I feel like I'd reached a space where me loving myself was saying no to anything or anyone that just didn't treat me well yeah. and making that space. Yes. Not yeah. like kind of that proverbial, like mystical woo-woo shit. That's interesting. Like, I love mm-hmm. myself. I love that. That's really and interesting. Like, totally. And I and I'm more so mean from that space of just like, I think because I'd set those boundaries yeah. and like I really let the universe know or life or whatever you want to call it like, hey, I'm ready because I'm willing to say no because I value myself and my yes. time more. I feel like that was more. And that to me is a more tangible yeah, 100% thing to, to tap into, right? Instead of just like, it wasn't like I was sitting on the mountaintops being like, fucking love myself, ready I for know. you. You know, whenever you're coming. But it was like, instead it was just like, no, I had just gotten so good at saying no to people mm-hmm. and no to things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for me, that actually in my opinion rather that is such a powerful practice of self-love of like how are you treating yourself when things aren't going your way yes. and that was how it was for me is like things were not necessarily going my way in that department but i still was like i'm sticking to my guns like yeah. how were you before you called in justin like where were you at I with was yourself? in a so
1: i was in a long-term relationship like 5 years with someone and yeah at the end i fell out of love and we had had our issues with cheating throughout the entire relationship. And I broke up with them. And then I was like dating and just hooking up with people, not not investing in it. But once I really said no to the realization of that, but really Justin happened when I opened myself up to figuring out ways to be who I was. Mm-hmm. So that was quitting my full-time job. That was starting to meditate. That was getting my depression and anxiety In check, that was making my list of what I want. And, you know, my self worth around relationships, the issues have stemmed with uh, cheating. And once I was able to remedy that and believe that um, or understand my relationship within it, you know, how I played a role with people that cheated and how I cheated. And the fact that just because someone cheats doesn't mean that the entire relationship is worthless Mm -hmm. and you can forgive and you can change. Once I learned that lesson with that relationship, I was able to like call Justin in, but wow. my self worth around men hasn't. I've had really high self worth around men, and that's yeah. been something in my life that I'm really thankful for through my dad and through having guy friends as I get older. So that wasn't really an area of 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 issue that I had to work totally. around in my life. I've always yeah. had normally healthy relationships, so calling in Justin was was easier than like other things that I work with. Totally, you
2: know. Totally. And I, yeah, I was just the, the dating powerfully, even if it's not going right, yeah, kind of that. stuck with me. I think that's important because a lot of people, when it's not going right, they tend to settle and think that what they're doing isn't the right way. Like yes. they, they think it's them that's attracting the wrong. But sometimes I think if you can stand in your power, even when the tests come in, because yeah. I think some of those guys are tests for you to say, no, exactly. like I don't deserve yeah, this. Exactly. Is is the point of it all? Yep. Um cut them fast. It, cut it em. Is I think
1: the, cut them fast.
2: Cut them yeah. as fast as I mean cut them fucking as possible. fast. Cuz when you know
0: yourself. It's funny girls cut girls fast, but girls don't cut guys fast. You got it. Mm-hmm. Literally well a girls like them like, both. Yeah, 100%. I mean, if there's like something unhealthy in a friendship, but the yeah. same with relationships. Yep. That took me a long time to learn. Totally. Yep. That's why I touch on it because it's so powerful as yeah. a woman when you're like, this is my boundary. I trust in the law of abundance. I trust in like the fullness of life in the universe that even if I let this guy go or partner, whatever, that... I will be okay. Mm -hmm. And that there is more. I feel like men are kind of raised with that. There's plenty of fish in the sea mentality Mm -hmm. and we're raised a bit the opposite. I'm sure that's different now. I'm a little, I'm like an elder millennial. So I was raised a bit differently, but I feel like I'm really excited that women as we go, we're starting to really trust in our worth. And in that worth, we're like, there is plenty of energy and people and opportunity and money and all the fucking things instead of being like there's only this much and like I've got to hold it I've got to play by fear and that that I think that that practice for me of being like no the power of the word no for me was like the game changer for really I feel like as soon as I mastered that one the universe was like okay you're finally ready like I'm gonna call bring you in that person and it it truly when everyone's like it happens when you least expect it it actually does like i never could have imagined but it was just this synergistic flow of really empowering things that were going on for me and really debilitating things that made no sense but trusting the total process of that and there's some sort of magic my mom always says it only takes one person it only takes one person to be your person. That's what I always say. And that's so, so great.
1: Because I always say too, it's like, it's just, is. A, it's a shit show until you find them. Exactly. It, it doesn't make sense until you have that. But you know, also too, like speaking to, to the fact that once you, if you were to not be with them, that that would also be a really beautiful new chapter. You know, I think about the relationships that I've had and the person that I've been within each of them. It's like, what skill am I honing throughout this? Although I didn't know that, you know, in my high school relationships that like I was honing my ability to say what I want and to express myself and to... Uh, negotiate with a partner or or compromise I probably wasn't compromising I was probably more telling them but just like figuring out who I was through all those relationships and that if you did have an additional relationship beyond the one that you have that you think is your one that that would be another opportunity too for you to to
0: sort of express a different side of you yes absolutely and yeah I mean I think it's beautiful that everyone's experience is so unique. I always say to like my students, my audience, my friends, I'm like, just cause I'm saying this, it doesn't mean I'm fucking right. I'm just mm. telling you my experience. And if it guides your heart, brings you relief, makes you breathe easier and feel like you can go on with whatever you're attempting to do, then I've then take it. And if it doesn't, then it just means my perspective isn't for you. And I always say that with my work. Like, if it speaks to you and it heals you, guides you, empowers you, it's for you. And if it doesn't, leave it on the table and mm-hmm. cultivate your own way. Like that's why, like, I love reading people's stories. I love knowing about powerful people. I love to hear all the unique ways that yeah. the universe plays through us and how we all get to that. We get to that outcome if we keep going. And we get to that outcome if we're willing to learn by our mistakes, quote unquote, and realize they're not mistakes. There's something you can take from everything. And I, I don't know, I can't, it's hard for me to feel like that is the truth of life. Like yeah. if you're willing to keep learning and keep growing and keep going, you are gonna be, you're gonna get what you want. And it's probably gonna be even better than you could ever ever imagine. I mean that's how it turned out for me. It was just like I kept going, I kept growing. I kept choosing new thoughts, new ways of doing things and then eventually everything started to work out. Like love and money for me used to be a motherfucking shit show. It was just it was chaos, it was pain. I was broke. I was on I used to get I had an EBT card. Like I just I was like barely surviving. I don't even know how I made it through living in Los Angeles my entire 20s. Can you explain what an EBT card is for people that don't know? An an EBT card is like you have to apply. I don't remember if it's to the state of California or to like government, but you Mm. basically, it's like I had so many jobs and I was still building all my shit. And it was like, I lived, I had to pay my rent. So it was like making like ends meet was really challenging. I was like yeah. in my early twenties and yeah, that was, in, that was kind of intense though. Like yeah, it's I God. would go and use that, like try to use it at Whole Foods and they'd be like, uh, nope. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> I'm sure they do it now, but like, I don't know. I remember it's using to it distribute welfare it would... cash
1: benefits. Mm. Yeah. So it's like a, it's like a
0: debit card of sorts for people on welfare so anyway. it was yeah it was it was a weird time and now i have a membership for women about money and magic and i'm so grateful that i figured that out cuz it was not easy the the love thing and the money thing for me were just it was like the wool was over my eyes like my mm. entire life like i just didn't i can't say my entire life i don't think i gave a shit about love and money when i was 9 but like just like moving into my 20s living in such a crazy intense city like I was getting thrown all of these lessons and it was not pretty. It was chaotic, like on my way of, of learning. Yeah. And- um, So crazy too, when you realize that you're responsible for the chaos. Yes. <laughs> when you're like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck.
1: Shit. This is all my fault. <laughs> you know, before you're like, oh my God. I used to be like, oh, I have such bad luck. Everything's
0: crazy. And oh. I'm like, dude, it's your fucking crazy. And you know what? I've never said that I had bad luck. Even when I was at my worst. Really?
1: Oh my God. I used to say that all the time. Maybe like, I had such bad
2: luck. Never. Because I was always like, I'm probably being an idiot. So like, what can I do mm. to fix this? Mm. What are, What is your understanding of like the energetics of money? mm
0: so to me, and from what I've read, money's neutral. Money is energetically neutral. So whatever you assign to money via your beliefs, your perspectives on it is what money is for you. Bill Gates does not look at the same way as money as like the 25-year-old me on with an EBT card did. Very different perspectives. Bill Gates is like, I fucking got this. And like, I am a renewable resource. Me, not money. He felt that about himself. That's the thing about people are very, very wealthy. And wealth is a mindset, not just paper. Like wealth is a way of thinking. When you can know that the core of wealth is you, what you do with yourself, what you're willing to learn and do, then you see money as a renewable resource because the energy that flows through you is never ending, I was taught by my teacher Jai Dev that prosperity is a byproduct of being in your purpose. And when you're in your purpose, meaning you're adding value to this world, whether you have a desk job and you're doing the best that you can and you get raises and opportunities all the time, or you have your own business, if you're seeking to add value on some level to whatever it is that you're doing, it's like the law of compensation, which is one of the universal laws I just learned about this weekend you will be compensated for the energy you bring and the value that you bring. And especially when you're seeking to help others. Mm. So like I was saying, the way like Bill Gates' perspective on money versus like 25-year-old Natalia's perspective on money, you can imagine it's very different. So we had very different results. If you don't believe that you're capable and you don't believe, and not capable of money, just capable in general, it can be very challenging to call in the energetic that is money. And I look at money very spiritually also as like a deva. Like they say, I think deva is like goddess. Maybe you can look that one up too, Krista. Pretty sure it's goddess. (laughs) But just that there's this entity, this energy of money, and to really You know, like I teach about Lakshmi a lot to my to my girls, and I love chant. I've had magical, magical energy come through my life from working with Lakshmi energy and teaching Mm. about her to women, and that to me is like that Deva energy of money, bringing in a feminine, energetic around money, and making it something for us as women that we can really connect to. When we're connected to ourselves, everything I teach in my money classes is like self-connection first, power here first, and then what do you want to create in your life? Because if you don't think you're capable, like you don't think at your core, is that going to make you want to fucking go for it or just stay exactly where you are?
2: You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A deva in the
0: New Age
1: movement refers to any spiritual forces or beings behind nature. The origin of the word deva comes from the Sanskrit language. According to theophysicist Charles Webster, devas represent a separate evolution to that of humanity. So it's Sanskrit. It's from Buddhism
0: and Hinduism. I love it. Yeah. And I was just talking about Lakshmi and she's like from the Hindu religion, but I've every, time I have like, I don't have my case on right now, but I have a massive Lakshmi mm. and like this big oh yeah, crystal thing mm. on my phone. And I'll be walking around with her and someone will stop me and they'll be like, Oh, like Lakshmi and we'll have this beautiful conversation and, and usually it'll be someone from India, and I'll be like, so can you tell me more mm. about, and they know mm. the, the people that I've met, they know the whole history. And I, I get lost in the story every time. I'm just like, God, that's beautiful. And it's beautiful that it can open up this energy because she has such a benevolent, light, warm, vital beauty to her. Mm-hmm. And I think bringing that energy to money for women mm-hmm. is very important. That's like really something that I strive to do. Anyways, I have so much
2: Gemini in my chart. So you ask me a question, I'll answer you for like seven minutes. Well, it's it's just interesting like to thinking about the things in our life that have power over us, like money, like our phone, social media, work, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. addiction. It's just interesting to think about energetically what it feels like. So I would, assume that a lot of people feel like money is masculine, Yes, you know, and to give it a new energy and to allow it to flow and be softer and be renewable and kind of infinite in that way is really beautiful and makes sense, makes a lot of sense to me. And look, some may argue
0: with me and give me some facts and figures, but look, there's two sides of life. There's a side you can see and there's a side you cannot see you can either play in the side that makes you feel incredible or the side that makes you feel like shit. You have a choice. We live under free will. So I choose not only for my own life and my own practice But also just for the way that I teach is like, choose which side you want to be on. Like you have the power to choose. If it makes you feel good and you want to explore it, do it. If you want to live and exist in the world of facts and figures and that makes you feel good, then that's for you. But if you want to, if something is challenging you, I look at that as like your soul in congruence with the universe being like, hey, there's a different way to relate to this. Are you willing to open up to some new information? Whether that be about money, about love, about purpose, about your body, about your health. It's like, hey, there's some new, There's a new way to relate. Do you want some new information? It's an incredible time to be alive. We have so much access yeah, to information do. and yeah. we get to have a choice too, which is so cool. Mm. For and I
1: love too when we were at the retreat with the word expensive, what did we say? We're like, I think that's expensive.
0: And then you were like, Yeah, you were talking about the languaging of that mm-hmm. word. So in in my course, just to reference where I first got this, I was just like, because my look, we we touched on this for a second, how powerful language is. Like we are literally programming ourselves every day by the way we speak. Like, we are creating everything in our life by what we say, not only about ourselves or other people or the world around us, but just the most flippant statements. Tony Robbins says that your subconscious never makes you a liar. So, everything you say is like a command. Mm. There's a really great book about this whole concept. Called The Power of the Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. It's very old school. You got to be a super big weirdo like me, where you love all these weird old esoteric books. Yeah. He makes all the Bible references. And my, I was raised so not religious, but I'm just like, I'm just here to learn. Like, I, I'll read something from, I just finished a book recently from the 50s called Pathways to Power. And it is, more relevant now I think than ever and the whole idea of it is like hey if you want something in your life the money the love the career the purpose you have to first embody it like you already have it you absolutely you defy universal law by thinking that you will feel the feeling when you have the thing because you'll Mm. get the thing or something close and you will not you won't care you will be you will be looking for the next thing to fill you up. Mm-hmm. So, wait, what was the original question? I took <laughs> the languaging. That, yeah, like the impeccable ex-
2: word point. Expensive.
0: Just... So, let's just do a little exercise here for a second. Expensive. Expe- say it a couple times. Expensive. 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 Where does it go? Does it go up like a or does it go down, kind of down here? Where do you feel? Down, it? down. Isn't it amazing how we have intuitive access to truth just through every word that we speak? You can hear when something goes down versus it goes up. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So
0: expensive is like if you say affordable goes nowhere. Affordable is even. <laughs> I swear.
2: Do you, do you think is affordable so is flat for me? <laughs> and I cannot stand I that
0: word.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like flat. You know, I'm kind of like funny. affordable.
0: And when when my girls when they say yeah, I can't afford it. afford Mm, and I'm like stop right now I'm like use a new word just use a new statement because what it requires us to speak differently is that we get more expressive you know what I mean it's like yeah that's and it makes us get clear so that our subconscious is like oh yeah she's just not putting her monetary energy in that space right now or what the fuck ever you want to say you know instead of being like I can't afford it you totally go down on your heart every time if you say need down. You say can't, down. Mm. And I always, like some of my women, I'm always like, they'll be talking, I need, I can't, I'm trying this, and I'm just like, especially if they say need like a million times about themselves, I'll be like, do you put like a fucking shitload of pressure on yourself like every day? Like, can you even breathe? And they're just like, no, and like I mean, yeah, I do. And like, how did you know that? And I'm like, because I can hear it in your language. Yeah, mm-hmm. like when you just know what to l- listen for with
2: yourself, you can hear what you tell yourself about life. Even experience, even yeah. using like I've been noticing recently, like if I'm saying but mm-hmm. instead of and, like it's a subtle shift that we've heard before, but I haven't really put it into practice. But mm-hmm. the but just negates everything I just said or felt. Exactly. So it's like using and to just make it a bridge. Yeah, yeah, bridge, yes and statement. Yes. But yeah, that makes so much sense. And the the hard and easy or hard and abundant. Like if we're talking about dating, like uh, dating is, I've heard it a hundred times, dating is so hard in LA. And I've been really cognizant not to say it's hard. Like it's good. I don't know if I've just articulated it at all, but dating is easy. Like when you're clear- Exactly, things aren't easy, and it does feel like that. And you can feel it yes. in your body. And you're yes. like, it's easy, yeah. Because say again, like hard, mm-hmm. hard, easy.
0: Mm-hmm. It's wild. And if you guys are listening, you know, try this. Like, give this a whirl. Like, yeah. feel into like where your words are going, and yeah. it's a game changer. Like when your subconscious is more clear. Like when I was first with Mick, like this is a great example. Like when you get something and like I was ready, but at the beginning, especially in the first few months, I had to like, I got what I always wanted and I was so excited and so in love, more in love now than even when we started really. But like, I remember waking up in the middle of the night and was like, what if something happens? Like what if, and you just, then you start worrying about losing it and the same as with money. Cause, and then I was like, okay, Natalia, here's my work right now. I love you. Here's my work. Here's my work. Get more sturdy. Love yourself. Trust the moment. Stop going out front 20 years or five years or two weeks. Trust the moment. And when I found that book, The Power of the Subconscious Mind, which Mick actually gave to me, um, I just got in the habit of like talking. If I'd wake up in the middle of the night, I would just because you'll notice, tell me if you've experienced this, you wake up in the middle of the night, what's the first thing you think of? It's not the best shit going on in your life. It's usually the things that scare you the most, mm. like the deep stuff where you wake up and you're just, have you, did you guys experienced that? Yes, I feel like that's a very human thing, right? But if you can catch that time, because your subconscious is the most open at night when you're sleeping or waking from sleep, you can catch that time. And instead of going into like, How am I going to get into school? Or how am I going to pay that bill? Or like, what's going to happen to me in 20 years? Instead, you just affirm like whatever your positive opposite of that situation is. And I now wake up and the first, my mind is just clear. Of course, I have my shit sometimes, but it's like I have a tool where like I know how to talk to myself and just kind of pull myself back from that space where I used to go. Because when I first was with Mick and I was so in love I'd wake up in the middle of the night and just like, oh, it was was a lot. Cause also I also had to get used to being completely in love and like infatuated Mm -hmm. and head over heels for someone again, like which I hadn't experienced in forever really. And yeah, it's been, but it's like when you have these tools, it's powerful, especially the tools around language.
1: Love that. yeah I think for anything that's happened with us and almost 30, it's like any of the things that, you know, in our life haven't been surprises to me because it's like, we've been on the frequency to receive it. So it hasn't been like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. I've definitely (laughs) had moments where I'm like, damn. But it's because I'm on the frequency of receiving what I've already planned that it's like, oh, it's like, thank you. Oh, this is coming. Yep. You know, I'm like, oh, right on time. That makes sense. That makes sense. And with the alignment, it's really been so beautiful. One of the things related to language that I've been thinking about is um, phrases that we say, you know, even thinking about manifest man, the word man is the the key thing. And then also even saying devil's advocate. And I'm like, hmm, I was like saying, I was like, I'll play devil's advocate. And I was like, I don't want to be the devil's advocate. (laughs) Like, why would I want to be the devil's advocate? Yeah. you know what I mean? I'm like, why is that like a positive mean to like say the flip side of something that's usually truth? Mm. Devil's advocate is usually the truth of the situation. And why is that the devil? You know, so just any of the phrases that I've been watching and, and the thing with languaging comes first when there is real presence. Yes. So your ability to be present when you are speaking and when you are listening is the most important thing. Absolutely. Being it with my family, it's it's kind of actually terrifying to be with your family and be thinking about languaging. I mean, family is when it shows up the most as like the most glaringly obvious that these sort of language programs are leading to the language outcome that is occurring, Mm -hmm. which is terrifying. But I think that's just like a clean and easy way that people can start to really shift a lot of things within their life is changing their languaging.
0: Absolutely. It's it's these simple little tools that first were like, we don't think they're much, but really... Like I always say, hey, I remember many, many moons ago, I was like, I almost burnt down this house. I was living in in Santa Monica. So inevitably we were kicked out. And I ended up sleep living on my best friend's couch in Hollywood for a couple months till I got another place. And I just remember, I think I was like 23, 24, quite my chaotic years. And I remember being on the couch and she was out of town and I was like watching her dog. And I was just like, hmm. I was like, I literally, all my shit that I've ever owned is over there in a Tupperware. I have a computer. I basically have nothing at this moment. And I just remember sitting down and being like, I feel like this is like the lowest I can get. So what's next? And I sat down and I made a list of like 30 things that I was grateful for about my life and the situation. And later looking back at it, It was just that tiny little offering that I was giving to my life, that even though things were not the way I wanted them to be, what could I do in that moment? I could just say, thank you for what was going all right. And that's what I I use that example. The same with languaging. It's like you can you can be in command of what you say about life and yourself. You may not be able to control many things around you, but you can absolutely be mindful of your language. And it may seem like such a small gesture, but it's really big. And it's a it's a big shift and and I I offer, you know, anyone and if you babes are interested in as well, like listen to that book The Power of the Subconscious Mind. Joseph Murphy, he also has another book called How to Attract Money. He was born in like the late 1800s and died in 1981. He was alive for a really long time. He was was literally referred to as a mystic. He lived in New York and he wrote amazing books and just all about the workings of the mind, the subconscious mind, and just the really beautiful truths of life and how so much power and love exists within the human being and those two books have been just game changers for me. And I like to get them on audio. If I ever say I read, I really mean I listen to audiobooks. books. <laughs> <Love you>. um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I love listening to him because, or his work, because I feel like you can pick it up from any place and it's like the universe is speaking to you. Mm. And I just love stuff like that because you've got to really guard, the way you think and the way you speak if you want to be a happy human. And it's a practice. We have more practice not doing any of this shit than we do doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it's fun. Like the language shit's fun to me
1: it's so fun. I'm like, oh, what's a better way to say this? What's a yes. what's a more clear way to say this? What's a more positive way to say this? What's a more concise way to say this? What's a more strategic way that I can express something that is going to command the actual
0: response that I want? Do you feel like, um, were you already into this before we talked or was it when I was we were talking at the retreat or was this something I've been that-
1: obsessed with it since starting? No, actually my languaging and my ability to rewire my brain has been going on for the past seven years. Yeah. And now where I speak to myself much more clearly, but I think since starting the podcast, you know, with language and like my job is to clearly communicate something. So my choice of words and like the art of language yes. has been like something I've been obsessed with since doing it just because it's so beautiful and it's so powerful. And it's, you know, one of the most important things that we have is like having a strong ability to communicate. Cause who are you outside of, you know, this communication platform through your mouth, I guess, like the number one thing that is like most important besides like water and air and sun is like our ability to communicate as like a species. So yeah, I mean, I definitely know it's been, it's been an inspiration and a tip for me, but like, it's just been a beautiful journey that I've been really excited about.
0: And that makes sense to me so much for you, for you too, and being you know, fans of you before I even met you. I could sense that power coming through you. I mean, obviously not just from what you speak about and the guests that you have, but just like I said, I feel like I kind of feel things and the language mm-hmm. thing for me was like a big one of like, mm-hmm. not so much as someone using big words or little words, or are they cussing a lot, but like you can feel, I feel like human beings, we are like lie, giant lie detectors. Like we can feel That's each other's authenticity. Totally. We can feel. And that was like, like remember Chris, I said the first day I Met you, I was just like, damn, this fucking sis is the real deal. And uh-huh. I had to sit next to you with that thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, I loved sitting this next to you. You made my day. I love you. That was beautiful. But just getting to feel that power that comes through from you. Mm-hmm. And that does not surprise me that you have known that or practiced it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is such great stuff to talk about because these are easy tools yeah. that anyone, they're very new for me. Like, I really like hearing game changers from Dave on your podcast was what got me into reading the book. Obviously, I gave it to my boyfriend. He he actually reads physical books. So he like encourages Aww. me with the information. And then I kept reading. And when we got to the part about the weasel words, that was what opened this whole mm, fascination wow. for me. And changed. I literally changed so much in my life in like two, three weeks of just
2: not practicing certain words. Wow. I think when you start to notice like what those specific words will bring into your life, mm-hmm. like the negative ones will keep bringing in that same thing that you've been experiencing which is why you're deeming it hard or whatever it is and then when you realize that you can bring in just as quickly with a more positive word it's it's almost like addicting in a way it's, it is it's a really fun practice we're going to sweat ourselves out of the studio, but I do want to kind of loop in. (laughs) We're all melting. We're melting. But um, I'm feeling great. I love that we talked about everything but astrology for most of this. That's the damn truth. Because... That's really funny, huh? Not that... I mean, you are our authority on all things. Yeah. um, Astrology. So I don't want to ignore it, but I would love to know in that vein, like how... How have you used astrology and how do you coach people to use it as a tool to step into their power? So I make so many references
0: to my early 20s because that was kind of like my incubating period for better, for worse. I had my first natal chart reading when I was 22 years old Mm. and it was my first time sitting across from another human being in my life where they were just speaking the truth about who I was. It wasn't my parents. Mm projections about me. It wasn't the world's ideas about who I was meant to be. It was nothing but someone sitting across from me with no agenda, reading my natal chart and telling me things about parts of my psychology and my soul's truth that no one could fucking know. And I, once again, that proof, proof in the pudding kind of vibe, I was just like, wow, I am hooked Life. Like, I had been studying this guy's website for about nine months before I got a natal chart reading with him. And that was just the beginning for me where I was like, wow, this is empowering information. I mean, he told me that I would basically be doing everything that I'm doing now, not like, oh, you're going to be an astrologer, you're going to be a mystic and a coach. Like, but he pinpointed that, like, if I stepped into doing strength or powerful stuff like empowerment type shit I don't think he used that word that I that would be the beginning of my career and crazy because last year when I was like okay this is what I'm doing I'm a women's empowerment coach I'm going for it that was when everything opened Mm. and I don't remember all the words I had it recorded and sadly I deleted it somehow but I think it's like all within my heart like I don't really have to have the recording anymore but you know it was liberating to see that there are there is rhyme and reason to the chaos of my soul. There is rhyme and reason to the chaos of my thinking. And that was really a guiding force for me through all the pain and the challenge of my twenties was really learning the tool of astrology. And it wasn't so I could be like, oh yeah, that's just my moon in Sagittarius or my fucking <laughs> Venus and whatever. It was just like, no, like... And that's what I teach my girls is like, if I hear you, I'm gonna make up my own word here. If I hear you disempoweringly talking about your astrology, like I'm gonna kick you out of the mystical school of badasses. Like we're we're not here to use this stuff as like a crutch. We're here to utilize it for self-empowerment and awareness because that's what it is. Like the cool thing about astrology is that you don't have to believe in it or not believe it. It is a science and an art, and it is an ancient system. Once again, if you want to fuck with it and you're into it, then study it. If you are not, it's just simply not for you, and you can let it be. But what I can guarantee about if you really get into the empowering side of astrology, the self study around astrology, which is what I did with you babes at the retreat, there is so much. Gold in the information. And you can take it and leave it. Like some stuff you'll read, it doesn't resonate. Much of what you'll read, it's like, oh my God, I've been waiting for someone to say that back to me. And it's just, it gives you this sense of um, I don't know what's a good way of looking at it. It gives you this sense of like relief, just like, okay, cool. Like I've always known that about myself, but it's kind of powerful to read it in this way. And now I'm ready to do something about it. And yeah, that was really what it was for me. Yeah, it provides a languaging to you.
1: Exactly. You know, you're That's like, oh, is. this is a languaging tool that helps me understand why I act this way and in this way. And it's not an excuse because exactly. there's a lot of negatives to a lot of it too. But Absolutely. yeah, even our reading together helped me understand so much of the Capricorn that is in my chart that I had no idea about because I didn't understand. I'm like, okay, so I'm a Pisces sun, I'm a Sag moon, but I don't know why I'm so, I work- like Madison that. And you have I,
0: all your cap. Yeah. Are you 89 or what's your? Or I don't know. What are your degrees? No, no your birthday, your year. Oh, 88. 88. So I think you're around that time where like everyone being born around there, 88, 89, I think into 90 Mm -hmm. has all this Capricorn. Like if you're born at a specific time, because Pluto is there, God, what else is going on there? I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff happening in Capricorn. Because like you have that, my boyfriend has that. A lot of like, I remember last year when I was, I used to do weekly astrology reports on my Instagram. And I remember just having a geek moment because last year there was like a bajillion stellium in Capricorn and everyone was just having a heyday about it on the internet and I was like I found this meme that was like the babies being born right now are literally being born in power suits <laughs> you know, <they> say Capricorn <laughs> is like the work the work energy and like I was like yeah some of these babies especially if like their ascendants in cap their moons in cap they could have been born with like Seven, eight planets in mm-hmm. Capricorn, which is just fucking wild. But Capricorn is that diligence. Like, I'm so grateful as an Aries because I'm so fiery. I'm so forward moving. Let's go, which is lends itself to some beautiful parts of my personality. But the Capricorn just grounds me. It's why. I also can just fucking work my ass off. And Virgo is the same. It's like that harvest energy, like plant the seeds and be patient. That's another thing. Any earth sign or earth in the natal chart, (laughs) it really lends itself to just, you are at peace with the process of you plant, you take care of the field and then you harvest the rewards at a later date. A lot of people, my Aries, our Sag moon can be like, let's go. Like I planted the seeds. Let's like turbo seed, you know? And that's just not simply not how the law of
2: nature works. My Venus is in Virgo too, which is interesting.
0: That oh, wow. Sense, that's I very interesting. Mm-hmm. What else do you have in Virgo, babe? Um, yeah, I would even love to do a chart for almost 30. Like if you can oh yeah, pinpoint like a date. I actually just
1: had on our my Facebook, Art. it, it yeah. showed um, our first episode live, like- a video recording of it. It was sweet, cute. know. Yeah. What? Virgo and Mars.
0: Mars and Virgo. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Communication, right? Well, Mars is like your action energy, like your masculine energy. Where's your Mars? Probably. Is it in Aries? Probably.
1: <laughs> Mars is in Virgo. Oh, are you yeah. in Virgo? Your mm-hmm. Mars wow. is in Virgo. Wow. You could be very
0: moody and introspective.
1: <laughs> Wait, your Mars is in Virgo. Yeah.
0: How is it so far up there? It's been really, hold on. That's my daily. Yeah, because the way the (laughs) planets move, I'm like, "Mm mm-mm, see us. (laughs) I don't think it'd be all the way up there. Oh, my chart, sorry.
1: My my Mars is in cap.
0: Okay, that makes way more sense. Yeah, because you got all that Capricorn. Mm, Yeah. My Neptune's in cap. That's the only one in cap.
2: I have Neptune Neptune cap cap?
0: too. That's a generational thing. We all have Neptune in cap. cap.
2: We all have Neptune and
0: Cap. We all have Pluto and Scorpio.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, because those are the
0: outer planets. They move much
2: slower. Yeah.
0: Wow. Wow. It's so much fun. So much fun. Mm. This has been amazing. I mean, long time coming.
1: We were so excited about this interview. We love you so much. I
0: love you both How can our community connect with you? I'm very active on the gram, just at Natalia underscore Benson. E as in boy, E-N-S-O-N, and then just nataliabenson.com. And you have your, the programs that you mentioned like this? Yeah, I've got like an astrology empowerment uh, course. I just launched a coaching certification last week where I'm going to work with 25 women, teach them all of the mystical tools, as well as I have this thing with it called like Mystical Bay Business School. That's my Capricorn coming through. I'm like, (laughs) I want to teach you as like a spiritual, sensitive yet powerful woman, like how to build a business, conscious business in this world. So it's like that marriage because I love coaching and I utilize a lot of astrology in my coaching, more a lot of personal development stuff. But I definitely like to start with the chart. Yeah, but some cool stuff. What else? And then yeah, I've got like my money courses and. I just want to have a space, whether it's a course that you take and you finish it in a month or you stay with me in a membership for a year, that you have a space where you can actively improve your life and really stay focused on what is beautiful about who you are because that's how I think we change. Yeah. And mm-hmm. plug your podcast because that's one we oh, my, yeah, my And my podcast is just Natalia Benson, the podcast. All well, you babes are amazing. I'm we so honored that you had me. Thank you so much. Oh, You're so welcome. We you. I will we sweat you. in a beautiful park with I know. you oh, oh, my in God. a beautiful studio with you <laughs> any fucking time. All right, we love you. We, we love you. you. Thanks hey for guys.
2: Natalia,
1: thank you, sweetheart. You Sweet. can follow Sweet. her on Instagram. She has a beautiful aesthetic. She's super inspirational, and she is one of our dear friends. Um, Make sure to listen to my episode on her podcast, her episode on ours earlier that we did together. And then Lindsay Mm
2: -hmm. has recorded with her. I don't know when it, um, I'm recording mid-October. So probably end of October, November. Perfect. So stay Stay tuned tuned. for that. All right. We love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you on the road on tour, almost30podcast.com slash tour. And yeah, rock on. Yeah, rock Rock on. Rock the frick on, bye. Rock the frick on, see ya. (laughs)